0: Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.
1: The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool, so you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our President's
0: Day special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.
1: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for joining us back on The Big Thing. This is going to be a fun episode for me and for you because I have my buddy, Naveed McAlargy, producer, met him at Silver Pictures years ago, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. I have questions about streaming and how that's changed the business. Will Matrix 4 work? We both worked at Silver Pictures. We were both there after the Matrix came out. But the question is, will it work? Do people want another Matrix? And I want to really get to Navid's expertise. He knows a lot about the business. We've also together I've seen it change dramatically from the time we worked together in 2005 until what it is today and I'd love to get his thoughts on it he's working with a lot of people that I'm friendly with he's working with people that we've worked with in the past and and other things I don't know what the hell he can talk about I don't know what he can't talk about but we're going to talk to him today it's going to be a blast I'm excited about it you guys should be excited about it too a lot of you might know Navid from the early Schmodown days and stuff that we did there but if you don't know a lot about him you will on this episode because he knows a lot of shit and he's a funny dude <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to him he's my pal and he will be your pal by the end of this one i promise you, you're you gonna like Navid. it is the big thing and we'll see you in just a moment welcome back ladies and gentlemen it's wednesday and at this point we already did new york oh, no no that's not true the fuck am I talking about? It's Friday, Steve. The timing's all fucked up. That's what happens when you pre tape. It's a pre tape, but it's a good tape. And this week, by the way, if you didn't know, get on over to this show. I'm just I, Oh, there the, oh, it is. Me and Mark, October 8th, the New York Comedy Club. That's, uh, that's well, shit, Mark's going to even be there tomorrow. So the 7th and the 8th, we will be there. And you should, you should, well, if you can get to New York, Naveed, you should be there. Oh, and then on Saturday night, the new movie trivia down champion of the world, Marisol McKee, defends her title against Chance Ellison, and Griffin Newman versus Josh Horowitz in the undercard. Check that shit out. But that's not why we're here today. We're here today because I got my pal. What's up, Naveed? Hey. How you doing, brother? Good, bro. How are you? It's funny how this even came about, because we're like, just you and I texting and saying like uh hey by the way you want to do the show <laughs> like, yeah and my, my favorite comment that you made which is not untrue you're like you should have on your show i'm i tell good stories <laughs> it was like, it's true it's some true of them i can say yeah, some of them you can say there's some that you would you would not not today you'd be able to talk about no. but uh, no way no. but there's so much to talk to you about because and even when you came in you're like what are we talking about i was like well i want to talk about the matrix you are like, i don't i wouldn't work there when we did the matrix it's not what i wanted to talk to you about though the, the thing is that First of all, before we even get into that, how do you feel about the HBO Max strategy? of Because as a, as a producer, I'm so—I like, love it, by the way. I yeah. love the idea of releasing it the same day and in the theater. And I know that I'm in the minority. But I love it because I'm family. I don't go to the theater much anymore. I go there, and if, if my wife and I want to watch something, we fucking plop down. Great. I don't feel like I'm out of the loop. and I have to wait fucking two months to watch it. I can watch it right then and there. That's so what I'm excited about with Many Saints in Newark, which at this time I guess I've already watched, um, Dune, and then The Matrix. Yeah. So as a producer, do you like it or do you dislike this particular strategy of HBO Max?
0: So that's a really good question. I'm kind of caught in the middle because as a family guy like you, I, I, I just, I never have time to go to the movies anymore. Right. The kids, honestly, I've been saying this for years, my kids don't even care. They're just as happy to sit at home and watch something on a phone or an iPad, much right. less on a big screen. Um. The whole idea of going to the theater and seeing some big spectacle, I feel like as a even as a family guy who's, you know, pinching pennies or whatever, I still feel like I wish that was as like it used to be years ago. Right. But it's going away. And as a producer, it kind of sucks because I mean, financially, economically. Um, people make money when something does really well theatrically, right? We don't make a lot of money if it does well on Netflix, because I mean, unless you make a sequel, but isn't
1: that going to change though? Don't you think the deals will change?
0: I, I mean, if the deals change, it's probably just going to get worse. You think so? Well, because right now, I don't. I don't, I don't know if you or your viewers know this, but. They they buy out back end profit participation. Yeah,
1: is that what happened? Well, that's what happened with, with Scarlett Johansson, right? With all the stuff that was going on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. E- effectively, they
1: yeah. they they go to you and go, okay, look, this movie,
0: you you in my movie might have made uh, you know a hundred million dollars in the theaters, but you're not going to get any of the gross or the net definitions, the profits from that. Yeah. So, uh, we'll just give you X amount up front. It's kind of like a bonus, yeah. right? uh those are Disney's already crunching those okay they're already squeezing those extra bonuses and stuff the, the, but it goes going back to your question about yeah. theatrical i mean it financially it sucks yeah um but people weren't really going to the movies anyways and then the pandemic hits and then literally nobody nobody was to the movies. going to movies right so in some respects, I love the idea. I, I do think collapsing windows is probably a good idea. Like forty, like thirty,
1: forty-five yeah. days. Yeah, because well, that's in, what and it's going to be.
0: That, it, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And that's all about marketing dollars that yeah. they spend. You don't want to yeah. spend a hundred million dollars theatrically and then another fifty million marketing it three months later. Right. I think, it, you know, if you want to go see it in the theater early, you see it in theater early. If you don't, you see it at home thirty days later. Yeah, the
1: way that I looked at it when they, when they announced all this stuff was that people were like, "Oh, HBO Max, they they." they They ruin and everything. It's like, no, what they did was, and other people don't understand this, is that when all of these movies, Dune, Matrix, when they were all greenlit, they were greenlit with the idea that they're all coming out in the theaters. But when the pandemic hit and everything happened, they said, well, okay, look, we have this new subscription thing. we got to sell it. we got to get people to subscribe and get the word out there. So let's go balls to the wall. We're going to lose money. We know that. But what kind of subscriber base can we get? What's the word out? Let's do something just crazy. And release it the same day in theaters because if people aren't going to the theaters, they can watch it at the house. The, the, the buzz is there and let's do it. And people are lost their minds. That they're doing this not understanding like, well, but all these movies are losing money. They knew that there's no there was no chance that a movie that cost 200 million dollars is going to make that back up. But it's can you make it back up eventually with all the subscribers, subscribers that. that you keep?
0: I think I, I, look, the timing for them in one respect was good that they were launching it and they had all these great movies that they couldn't put out in theaters. They were either going to have to hold them for right, a year right. or do it right. In that respect, it was great, and I think their subscriptions went up because of it. But they paid for it. I don't know. I don't know if everybody knows this, but they went back and re- had to renegotiate all these deals. Right. And they and they and I I've heard numbers that seem bananas. What have you heard? I mean I, I heard one person say they spent as much money as they did in production giving bonuses I don't think that's necessarily true but I, I guarantee it's a size it's a chunk. 20 But, but 30, don't
1: you think that month. the that the idea there for them to say look maybe it's worth it because Yeah. It's like you you're getting these people to subscribe and it's every month. So yeah. if you're if you're yeah. pleasing people they're just going to stick around yeah, yeah. and more shit you make it's like you're eventually whether it take 5 10 you're going to get that money back because yeah. the more people that are keep coming in and I did this poll for the audience, when we were talking about streaming last time, of what your favorite subscription services was, right? Yes. Five years ago, it was Netflix. Right. I saw a lot of number ones as HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, like, HBO... Did,
0: and, and it's really user-friendly. Super user-friendly. I, I I love it. I mean, after you use HBO Max and you go back to places like Netflix, you're like, wait, this sucks.
1: HBO Max and Disney Plus are my favorite. Yeah. HBO Max because it's got everything that I like, and I, I, all I was doing was watching Sopranos for the last three months, right? But I, but I had, but but there's always movies that I can find that I that I like. It's not like I feel like a lot of different places. You keep scrolling through shit, and you never find anything. Yeah. There's always something on HBO Max that you can find, so yeah. I love it. They have there. A good library, great library, and their original stuff is is really good. Um, the the scenes from A Marriage I've been watching recently. <laughs> Mayor, <laughs> no, I have to. It's, it's brutal. brutal. <laughs> 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 Mayor Mayor of Easttown was awesome. Yeah. So they've got. They've they're doing it right. And HBO always did it right as far as series went, but now this allows them to get back into that game. Netflix to me, it was funny because I said I was gonna cancel Netflix and then someone said, What about Cobra Kai? I'm like, Oh, I can't cancel it. And they're like, What about Stranger Things? I'm like, Oh, I, I can't cancel it. There's a lot of shit on Netflix I do like. Yeah. I just feel like they have so much shit. Yeah. Um, but and then Disney Plus, not only because of the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel shit, but my, my daughters. Oh, they love it. It's perfect. So no, I know,
0: especially that young yeah. The I think well, two things. One, I think what probably will happen is there's either going to be a window for certain kind of movies or it'll be more of what Disney's doing, which is you charge a premium. H- there's no way HBO is going to just keep putting them free on both at the same time.
1: What I don't like about that Disney thing, though, see, I don't like that because, th- I mean, if anything, I would, I would prefer HBO Max upping their their subscription a little bit and saying, you know, because right now it's like, what, seven ninety nine or some shit, whatever it is. Yeah. If HBO Max was like, okay, look... We're gonna still do the thing, or maybe the same release schedule that we're gonna do, or it's a month later, but it's gonna cost you ten or eleven bucks. Now I'd be like, okay, I don't like this thing that Disney does, where All it's right. like thirty dollars on because I'm already a subscriber. So it's like Black Widow comes out, I'm already a subscriber now. They wanna charge me another thirty. I get it if you're putting it on Amazon. If it's on Amazon and it's like okay, well, if you, you're not gonna be able to get it here, but you can get it on Amazon for like twenty thirty bucks. Okay. You put it on Disney Plus. I subscribe already. Give it to me. That's one. It should yeah. be a perk.
0: I, yeah, I hear you. I just don't know if that's gonna, the way it's gonna.
1: Probably not. Going. Probably not. But especially mo- for the big ones. Yeah. If anything, but I think that it's gonna change once, like you said, and, and because of the way it's things are shot now, and the way that they, and budgets are gonna be different now, because budgets, like I said, were used to be for theatrical release and now budgets are going to be well let's aim for streaming this is what's going to be streaming costs are going to come down for certain things i actually think it's going to benefit films and i'm curious if you feel the same way here because like my favorite terminator movie is the first one yeah um and i think that it's because of the practical effects it's the it's they focus more on like the horror story the element i love the second one but i think that we've gotten away from that pure kind of filmmaking that maybe they'll be forced to do it more so like did you watch any mandalorian yeah, of course. The Robert Rodriguez episode was fantastic. Yeah. And it was, and the stuff that they're doing with the, what's called the void, I don't know, the void or whatever the fuck that thing is, that Katie was talking about, but the, the technology is great, but the fact that he shot on locations oh, and the shooting, volume. the volume, thank yeah. you, and shooting that kind of stuff, um, do you think that this, because of the streaming and the budgets, will get away from these $200 million movies, I mean, I know we'll have some still with Marvel and everything running around, but, and force you to do that kind of old school shit?
0: Well, this was part two of what I was going to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, So I, I teach at USC and and this new semester, this is all we've been talking about for the last two weeks. I I teach a business class and I teach a producing class. Um, yeah, it it, it used to be 10, 12 years ago and I have a funny Netflix story. Don't forget to tell you. Um, 10, 12 years ago, there was two kinds of movies being made. The hundred plus million dollar ones that were all in that. By that point it was like, it has to be IP based. It has to like IP, IP or the Rover.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. which is a great movie, but but it's like four dollars and a Snickers board. or
0: or the things that you made independently. Right now, there's three. There's the big spectacle IP. Spend a lot of money marketing them. There's streaming movies. Yeah, and there's independently financed films, which yeah. have shrunk and gotten crunched. The the streaming ones, I like the, this um, Red whatever it is with the Rock. You know. Oh yeah. I, I, th- that's cool, but I don't think stre- I, I don't know, but I don't think streamers are gonna keep doing those because I mean why go make spend 250 million dollars? It's not like you're getting more and more subscribers just to go watch right. it on, you know what I mean right Like at some point it's gonna be like all right, people are gonna stay in, around for the kinds of movies you were just talking about. yeah. And I think Apple's doing it. Apple's like doing yeah. really high-end yeah. director driven, even that um, sci-fi
1: show that they just did recently too, the one that what's, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: um, Foundation, yes, one of my favorite book series. Is
1: okay, it. is it? Have you watched the series yet? No, I'm, I, I was I dying
0: to. My my fiance does, has does, no interest. So I have
1: isn't to. that a fucking bitch? That's the same I shit know. that I go through with dude. It's like because you only get a certain amount of time with them, and, so you get, and it's like a negotiation to figure out what the fuck <laughs> you're gonna watch. That's true. Anyway, but you were t- you were saying?
0: So I, I I do think that like the way these. Streamers are going to survive because you said it. You were going to shut off Netflix, and I, and, and Netflix's quality—I don't want to say it's gone down, but it's like there's a lot of stuff, and it's hard to find the jobs, very hard right? to find stuff. And and I and it's funny because Apple, look, Apple started like a year ago, yeah, right, and and they started acquiring content and doing, and it was like at first I look at I'm like, eh, and then you realize the type of content it is, and it's what you're talking about. It's really like high end director driven yeah. a lot of movie stars but really good quality yeah. and it's the kind of shit that like ooh, you know like you know, ted lasso like it's right. the kind of thing that you're like i will watch that over and over and over again and i will subscribe to apple forever right and don't just you get it anyway
1: if you have an apple account isn't that how it works yeah I mean, yeah, with the,
0: yeah, yeah. With the, well, well if you buy a phone i got a free whatever
1: you're right right so i mean that's that that's the i i my wife watches the morning show yeah, I haven't got. I, I haven't. I, haven't I, I missed the first season, and she's already in season two. So I just Ted Lasso. She couldn't get on board with man. No, like, no, 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 I know, I know. I'm nope, 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 I know, I know.
0: It's the best show on TV. I,
1: listen, I watched. I watched like the first four episodes and liked it a lot. I'm gonna probably have to just do it myself and watch no, it. Make her watch it. She won't do it.
0: Season she, season she, one is really good. Season two is incredible. She won't do it.
1: She's like, she's like, I don't get the hype. I don't get it. No, sure. So if you see her on the way out, you no, no. can you can talk no. to her about it, but it ain't gonna work. I'm gonna yell at her. I, you should. Um But <laughs>
0: why did you want to kill she's like, she's
1: got the dog in her hand she drops it um but netflix tell me the netflix story oh so <laughs> this is how fast this all changed yeah
0: um so you and i worked together at silver and yeah and we're gonna really, tell
1: that he-man story in a second yeah, too. Yeah, i
0: was yeah that's i just talked about that story did this you? week in class okay it, that's when like ip was like oh shit everything had to be about ip yep and then and then and then so the middle range movies kind of just started going away yeah by the time, um, I, I then I, after Silver, I went to New Regency. And after New Regency, I was tired of the studio system. I was right. like, I'm going to go make independent movies because I felt like at least there, if I got a good script and I put it together, I could. Not realizing that those budgets were getting harder and harder, yep. right? Um, I was running this independent company, and upstairs was this new uh new company called Netflix, and by the way, this was this was exactly no
1: almost ten years ago. Yeah, it was two thousand. It was right when you left. It was there after you left Silver, right? So no, no,
0: no. After Regency. So okay. it was it was not even ten years ago because it was March. So this March will have been ten years. So it was okay. nine and a half years ago. Okay, I'm running this company, and I go upstairs to meet with Cindy Holland, the head of Netflix. And literally, there was like five people in this office, oh. right? And she and she and I had uh, my head of features with me and head of TV with me and she goes bring us TV shows and I remember leaving going looking at the TV guy going why the fuck would we give her TV shows they mail out people DVDs right right and this this was nine and a half years ago and it was like a year maybe a year and a half two years later when House of Cards came out and this I mean this, by that point streaming had started but Funny nobody brilliant. knew what it was yeah. it's Netflix was five people well maybe a little more than that in an office upstairs. Less than ten years it ago, it shows you battle plan, man. It's all about battle plan and money. Battle, oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that have has, a shit ton of money.
1: And you, they were and they were able to they talk House, House, House of Cards or or Game of Thrones. They fucking took out Blockbuster.
0: Yeah. Would well, like, you? By the way, that's another one. Do you yeah. know that Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix? Yeah. For fifty million
1: bucks and yeah, passed and passed. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> talk about talk about bad battle plan. Yeah. Bad yeah. game plan. Like yeah. and and then the same stuff the mailing out the DVDs. They didn't want to do it. They they thought. Because that's what happens with people—they get they get comfortable in their ways, and they don't realize when the shift is coming. Yeah. right? And Netflix was the shift, and yeah. Netflix looked at the shift, it, 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 give me TV shows, do this because they wouldn't have survived on just the physical media. Because no. look at that, and look at no. the way that they did it. And now everybody took a, a took a foot followed the footsteps of Netflix because that's what always happens, right? They're like, well, that like, remember, look at look at TiVo, yep. Like TiVo, no one talks about TiVo. TiVo was the first motherfucker that was, you yeah. were pausing and stuff, pausing TV. Yeah. No one talks about TiVo. It's always, because that's just what you can do now. You can right. do it on any, any. it's just part of the technology. Yeah. Um, and that's what Netflix was able to do. But now, I remember talking about this on Collider, where we were saying the streaming wars. And I was like, nah, it's going to take a while for people to catch up to Netflix. No, it isn't. Yeah. Because people just, because as you said, with money and with stars and with names, like look at Disney. Like Disney came right out the gate, and because of all the big IPs that they have with, Nef- but, with yeah, all of them.
0: And, I, I'm just surprised how long Disney took to get there and HBO to, and,
1: to, to get there or to get. To, to, you mean to launch? To launch, yeah.
0: I, I mean, you'd think that you see a Netflix taken off eight years ago, and you almost immediately turn around and have your own.
1: Because it, I think it's that old school mentality of it movies, Mo- studios, movies is yeah, studios and, operate. Like- and movies, movies are the key. Mm-hmm. Movies. Like remember when we when we were doing like the simple thing of of, of schmoes. And how people are like, you're doing movie reviews on, on YouTube? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? that it, 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 People write reviews. No one's going to watch you talk about movies. And now people watch people react to trailers, and it gets millions of views, yeah. right? So the medium has just changed completely, and it always is, and it's the people who are jumping on it. But going back to the Disney thing is that you look at, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. Right. I remember for sure, 100%. There was a script on. Director Billy Elliot was, uh, was, was doing it. Mm-hmm. it was, they were going to announce it. Here it comes. And then it just kind of goes away. At some point, they had that meeting of, maybe we turn this into a series. Right. And that's the smartest thing they ever did. Because the Mandal- I, I would, you know how much of a Star Wars guy I am. I, if I never saw a Star Wars movie in the theater ever again, I'd be okay with it, as long as you give me series. I'm getting like two or three movies, uh, series a, 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 a year. Yeah. Sign me up.
0: So that – it's funny. That's another thing I've been talking about a yeah. lot lately is um, – I'm going to step back real quick. Yeah. i got to tell you. So about 20, 25 years ago, Paramount used to make those thrillers with, like, uh, Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. Remember, sure. like, A yeah, Long yeah, Kiss yeah. the Girl, yeah. The Spiders, whatever. Yeah. Double Jeopardy, and, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and then – TV started doing it, right? Like, cable companies started creating great cop shows. Yeah, right, and, right. The, and, like, all these series started that were doing what Paramount did. And Paramount stopped making those movies, right? Yeah. Because what you found out was, like, I could take a two-hour movie and expand it and spend more time. Like, think of True Detective. Yep. Yep. I spend more time. True Detective was, like, one of those old movies. but Just eight hours, yeah. six hours of great character study, yep. right? So it's way more compelling and interesting. Yep. I said back then, I was like, holy shit, if TV ever figures out how to do
1: sci-fi and fantasy cheap. That was it. It's over. It's over. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened, dude. And I'm telling you, like, and I've been talking so much over the last couple of months about The Sopranos, is that The Sopranos, they they showed everybody you can make movies on television. Yeah. And when that happened, because t- network is a joke when they try to do it now. Like, yeah. some shows figure it out, right. but it's like a miracle now, as opposed right. to what it was, and because your eyes don't believe it anymore. And yeah. it's like, it just doesn't, and then you get a commercial. It, it's, <laughs> it's it's terrible. Like, Hulu and, and Netflix and with with. Everything out there. I mean, shit, even Battlestar Galactica on sci fi was able to figure that out. Right. But nobody, that was the strange thing to me, was that they, and it was done fairly cheap for what it was, and it looked great. Yeah. And nobody really capitalized on it. They were gonna, Ronald Moore was gonna do the Star Wars show with, with Lucas, and then he sold, and it didn't happen. But um, But yeah, you're right, man. Like that, now that they're able to do all this, all the fantasy and to wor- have the characters develop that's what I love I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean that's, that's the other hit
0: going back to movies and theatrical yeah. I mean, that's the other hit Like, wh- I mean there's still a lot of fun to be had in two hours watching yeah. something beginning middle and end but if I can sit at home and watch eight hours of something way, with the same in characters character.
1: but way more
0: compelling yeah. and more interesting
1: yeah. um, well I mean so there's the bigger side of it or the smaller like if you're going to compare let's say Mandalorian right where you, you're, learning, you're you're going on this adventure with this guy for two seasons in the yeah. sci-fi and learning about it and and you get that kind of old school original original trilogy feel. That's that side of it. Then there's that independent feel. Even though I don't know how much it costs to me, but it still feels that way. As Mayor of Easttown, right? So, mm-hmm. same thing. You're invested in this thing for a mini series with a great actress, yep. and it just it's a lead up. And it, it, everybody always talks about how back in the day, TV actors were kind of looked down on by by the film actors. Now, every, I mean, Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts is doing. TV now, like yeah. everybody does. TV now, and it's yeah. it's it's so. I,
0: I'm, I'm having the hardest. I'm casting seven movies right now. and can't get anybody to be in them because they're all doing because series. they're all doing series. They're doing series, or right. they're getting overpaid to do some uh, big theatrical thing or some IP driven. thing. Well, do or, you
1: think about ever like? Cause so, what do you at the moment? You're just you're doing movies. Are you? Do you? Yeah. Do you think about doing that switch to TV? I, oh, I, I mean, I'd be an idiot if I didn't. Right. Um.
0: The I I don't want. It. I don't want to be the guy that's chasing the trend after the trend's already happening, right. because it, you're too late. Like I, I kind of did that. Yeah. Right. Like that was like, oh shit, I should be at a place that has a bunch of IP, and I, you know, then I went to new regions and we didn't have any IP. I had to try to find it and build it. Right. Um. And then I went into the indie world, and the indie world was getting crunched harder and harder. I, I at that time wanted to go into TV, and that was again like ten years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And tried but if you're not a creator or a piece of talent or if you don't own now TV yeah. yeah, tv's getting to be all about ip again yeah for me i want to go into tv but for me to do it i'm gonna have to find the he-man of or whatever the hell it is yeah. to you know find a piece of ip get a big showrunner involved there, nobody gives a shit about me
1: on TV. It's about the name and the, and the IP, right? And yeah. isn't it crazy? And we always talk about it on this show how back in the day it was always movie star driven, and now it's IP and director driven.
0: It's like what movies were 10, 15 years ago. Yeah,
1: and it's director driven too. Like you know, yeah. so like directors are the stars is what I would say. Like if, when Nolan makes a movie, you don't give a shit what it is; it's a Nolan movie. Tarantino, yeah. you know, there's a lot of directors that are that are a few of them that are doing that. Um, that you will go out and, and Kathleen Bigelow is one is one. So... You know when you look at all and you watch a lot of these, you look at someone like Ryan Johnson, which I know so a lot of a lot of in the geek world a lot of controversy around Ryan Johnson because of the Last Jedi, but mm-hmm. he's a fucking great TV director. Mm-hmm. The stuff he did in Breaking Bad, oh, and I know. to see him do more stuff. And he's doing he The Fly. He, he, did the he, he did, but he also did Osmandias, Ozymandia, or whatever, yeah, they, yeah. They, which is one of the greatest episodes in television ever. Nobody yeah. talks about that. They just yeah. talk about like, well, Luke shouldn't have thrown the lightsaber, and I, <laughs> which I agree with, but it's that's uh, all they talk about. Um, but the, the thing is, um, with him, with him directing. And him doing these, and he's doing the Netflix movie with The Knives Out. he sh- he made the shift to put them on Netflix. You know, well,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm fascinated by a lot of these because it's happening more and more. Where uh, branded movies, because it happened with The Exorcist as yeah. well. Like these movies that are IP, big pieces of IP. They they don't give a shit anymore who makes them. They just because they, they sold. I mean, uh, I think Universal's doing Netflix or Exorcist now. I think yeah. for four hundred and something million dollars for three of them. Oof. Yeah. And it, like trying you, to get that but conjuring audience, huh? But, yeah, but it's, well, it's IP again. If you have yeah. the IP and you can repurpose
1: it in some but way. But if the first one sucks. I'm, I'm doing it right now, something I can't talk about. Okay. But I'm but doing it with a title. and You got a title yeah. that you're able to do. That's awesome. Well, um, it's a lot. Uh, let's go back to the streaming stuff because with the big IP and speaking of IP, the Matrix, right? So Silver Pictures really. Not, I mean, because they had Die Hard. Obviously, they had Predator. They had all that stuff in the '80s that, that that built up Joel's name and all this. I mean, shit, even Weird Science and all this stuff. But yeah. it was The Matrix that gave him like his own Star Wars, right? right. You, got, when did you join? You you joined Silver Pictures in two thousand four. Uh, yes. Do you remember? I don't. I don't think you. We've talked about this, but I don't think you remember. Like. So when I started working there, I started working for David Gambino and Eric Olson. But about a year before you were, or six months before you were looking for an assistant, yeah. you found Jesse. But before that, so I actually interviewed with you. Did you know that? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so I interviewed with you. Did you? Yeah, yeah, and you gave me some bullshit excuse, which is now knowing you it was definitely bullshit. But you're like, you're like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just when you called me I remember exactly where I was in my old apartment and you're like yeah you know like I, I just feel like we'd, we'd, we'd hang out too much because oh that I, was I, true yeah <laughs> well and that's a, and which is ultimately what we Jesse, wound up doing Jesse I wouldn't have hung out <laughs> which is actually true but and, and we wound Jesse, up hanging out I'm just joking how many times did we wind up going to Vegas together and hanging out all wow. the damn time so yeah. it was like it was it was a lot of fun but and there's some stories we can't repeat no not, not, not at that time but, um, but before, and there's I do want to tell I've always told I've told the story about the He-Man's stuff that i'm gonna tell today because you were there you were there during all of it so if if i usually tell the story the true way but if there's any things that that you have to say oh but then this happened and this happened we'll get into that but matrix so you get there in 2004 matrix is coming off of the third Third movie um and in 2000 well shit they released two of them in that that was something nobody did they released two in in summer and then the other one in november and everybody's excited about it. They don't do well critically, right? And then, um, you know, it, it just. But still, but Joel built his name. People didn't realize that the shit. When we worked there, man, they were like, you can, you can attest to this. They usually make a movie. A production company will make a movie. What like once a year, once every two years they're making 3 movies a year. Yeah, at least, yeah. At least. Yep. And it was that that shit does not happen anymore. No. It was crazy and no. then and I, I was working for two motherfuckers getting paid like $500 a week. Yeah. It was it was a joke. Uh but e- either way, um The Matrix comes out. So, you never think they were going to see another movie because of the way that it ends. Yeah. Then they announce which house are going to do it. When you hear it, do you say that makes sense for today or why?
0: Uh, I say that makes sense for today, right. and it's
1: just Lana that's doing this one, right? It's not. It's not I, both. I, I, I don't. I think no. I think yeah. you're right. You might be right, but
0: yeah. I, I, and they were developing. I know there was a point where they were developing a couple different versions of how they were going to do it. Yeah. Um. I think it makes sense for today. I don't know that I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I, I'm sure they have plans to do this, but the, I would do like thinking about what they did with Star Wars. What is the TV series spinoff? Yeah. What like so, they're doing in, in June. Yeah. yeah, and and like wh- why not, right? And right. and so if if it's why not to a TV series and why not to, why not to a movie? I mean, I just hope that wh- wh- where they're going to shoot themselves in the foot is if they don't go back to what the first one was. And Did I think you see the, the tra- trailer
1: trailer looks like trailer looks like they're going right back to yeah, it. And I, I think that they're going back to the basics because if and I feel you tell me if you, you think I'm right or wrong, but I, I feel that if they if they stick the landing yeah. with, with this one, yeah. it does exactly what they'll, you're talking. They'll about. They'll be able to do a billion of them. You can do a billion of them, but. Yeah. If it sucks, it's over, yeah it's you're or you're gonna run into the Terminator die hard thing where you're just well, well, this one's gonna be good, and then it sucks and right. then, and and then it's like well now, because if you can we'll be forgiving for it like if for two and three some people love two and three i uh, I think they're all right, but like when if this one's awesome. It's like, get me back into the Matrix. Well,
0: not to digress, but I think, too, the problem with 2 and 3, like, number one was like, oh, my God, what if we do live in the Matrix? Like, it was a relatable idea and had really cool action that you've never seen that before. I remember in 2 and 3, there was shots of, with with Canu like, spinning on a stick and him, like, running around, and it looked like someone etched it with a uh, crayon. Yeah, it yeah. And then the people in the white suits and the, like, it just was, like... So outside of the realm of
1: anybody giving a shit, yeah they anymore. went too far yeah. went, it's it 's almost like what like they care too much about let 's be more let 's be more cool more out out yeah. of the box and instead un, of focusing on it's the simple it is, and when you go to the first one, even though some some people think that the first one is so complex, it really isn 't when you it 's just like when you look at what it is and you pay attention to it. It's pretty simple. Here's this, you know, but it's with all the philosophies, and all, yeah. it's, it is it is very similar to what Star Wars did. It's all these different philosophies, yep. um, pulling from different movies, and um, so if they go back to that, and I didn't, you know, the TV series is going is an interesting thing because the question is, do they spin off? Do they put Keanu in it? You know, I don't you don't necessarily need to. I don't know how how they how they're gonna play this or what Neo is, what he's done. But I'm curious about it, man. It looks it looks fantastic, and it's not. And what's refreshing about it is that it's a big IP, it's a big yeah. sci fi movie that's not Star Wars, that's not Marvel, that's not DC, right. and that people are excited about. Yep. Yeah. So,
0: I and, and I not only is there the excitement level, some for new viewers, some for like us yeah. who are like in. I mean, The Matrix is my one of my kids' favorite movies. Yeah. So they're they're like that generation. Like all of them are me. just or, or just kids. Yeah. No, I think all of them. Scarlet too. Yeah like they love, when they saw it the first time they're like whoa right it's Crazy!" Yeah. and that's like a genera- and then there's like a new generation of kids that are going to want to go see it and I, right. and it's like like star like you said star wars it's like this I, and if you do it right yeah it'll be and i think i, I think they'll do it right
1: it's going to be massive and it's going i think it's going to be the biggest movie for hbo max yeah uh oh, I mean, well i mean yeah i was going to say with dune's coming out too but dune dune i think is a very i think it's niche well,
0: Dune has the same problem Blade Runner does, which, yeah. which was, it was there's a big audience for it, but it's just that audience. That's
1: right. Uh, but I'm excited for Dune, though. Yeah. Dune, did you read the novel? When I was a kid? D- you no. did. No, okay. So no. Dune, because I never, I, the only thing I knew Dune was for, was from the Lynch version, right. and Yeah, no, I know. Wasn't really good. Um, but this looks awesome. It does look really good. I'm excited for that one. I'll probably just, like, I'm just gonna watch it on that television. That's how I watched The Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Did you love The Suicide Squad? I feel like that's right up your alley
0: uh the first one the second no one, the new one I, I watched half of the new one i haven't finished it oh
1: you didn't fucking i thought no
0: i it, like you know it? it's funny a lot of people said that i would i got it's not that i didn't like it i just got i think one night i started watching it yeah. and i was like oh and it was cool and funny i fell asleep and then i just haven't gone back to it Did I, you
1: see the part when they went when they go to the village no oh my god what? wait no i don't remember so can, can I spoil I was, it for you? I was I was drunk. Oh, you gotta, dude! You have to watch it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, spoil it. It's okay. All right, this is so. If you haven't seen the Suicide Squad, this is a spoiler. So I gave you the warning. I have time codes in there too. So I'll I'll talk about the Suicide Squad. So it's it's fucking great. Like I, I I sat over there and I have never laughed out loud just by myself like this watching this movie, watching a movie. So fucking they go in. They go to they have to rescue Joel Kinnaman. Uh huh. So they're like, okay, well, Kinnaman got taken by these by these rebels. We got to go get we got to go get them. We got to we got so they go in there and so Idris Elba and John Cena are these ruthless fucking killers and yeah. they go and they just they're just fucking killing everybody. But they're they're starting to have a contest with each other and like there's uh. a guy in the bathtub and they want to electrocute him and they kill everybody yeah. like it's brutal. Like all right, these guys it remind me like Predator. Mm-hmm. So they walk and they find Rick Flag and he's like, "What are you guys doing?" He's like, "We're here to rescue." He's like. These are the people that rescued me. <laughs> 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 they fucking killed everybody, and he's like, "Oops." <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, it was so funny. fucking funny that James I was Gun. James Gunn, and and it was not like. See, I didn't like Guardians two. Yeah, I didn't like. I think Guardians two, I was think like, Guardian
0: two was not good. And he, he, he did a great job on one. Two was okay.
1: Yeah, I thought to me, two was like three was awesome. Two to me it didn't have three yet. There's no guardians three
0: no what oh which one am I think oh no no
1: no I'm thinking
0: of uh, Thor uh, Thor three you didn't yeah. like Thor no I, lo- I love oh, Thor, Thor three was
1: great yeah. Yeah. but Guardians two to me it was it's, there's funny jokes in it but it was more like right, you do, you get a joke you get an Oprah. Right. you get a joke yeah. you get a joke. Everybody gets a joke and it's like it's yeah it's like come on like in this it Su- the Suicide Squad when somebody says shit it's yeah. you, go back and watch it dude it is right up your alley yeah. you I will, will, I will love will it say. it's really it's like old school action I think that the, the, the you're probably exhausted with superhero movies, right?
0: Mm, yeah, not as much as some people, but
1: yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm you it's, know. yeah, the genre for me works, right? But I, I, can see a lot of purists and a lot of like people inside of the the, the business feel like it was. I don't think it's the, it was the downfall. I think it actually is the one one of the main reasons keeping blockbusters alive. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, but uh, so anyway, with the Matrix, I think that I'll be looking for that one. I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, I haven't gone to the movie theater in like two years. Yeah. Um, I I had an opportunity to see Many Saints in Newark in the theater. I didn't do it. Uh, Venom didn't do it. There's a lot of the ones I passed up. It's going to be hard for me to pass up The well, Matrix in the theater.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But wait, why wouldn't you go? See COVID? Or? Yeah, I'm just oh. not ready to go in the movie theater yet. Oh, because I, I went to one in the middle of all of it. Because uh, I, uh, oh. I couldn't wait to see uh, Nolan's movie.
1: A lot of people are, but I think it's because my kids you uh, know i got a I got yeah, a four year old you know yeah. so it's like a, you know it's if i had if I had just like a 12 year old or yeah, or yeah. I probably probably would go a lot of people feel feel differently and that's fine, but I just not ready for it yet um although it's people could say, you know i but i have been i did stand up, but I did stand up and then went back outside right afterwards you know but yeah either way um i will i do want to get into it with navid about I want to tell you guys no I'm gonna tell you guys about the story of he man but before we do it I also, I got to tell you, I am so excited. I've been raving about this shit with you guys, and if you, and now I finally get to talk to you about it. Have you ever tried uh, ButcherBox, maybe? No. Oh, dude. What is it? It is the best. Um, All right, so basically what ButcherBox is is that they deliver high-quality meat right to your door, mm-hmm. and it's whenever you need a great-tasting meal that you can trust, it's ButcherBox, and they make it really easy. So they sent this thing to my house, And I opened it up and I was expecting like, you know, a couple of meals. It's just a box of meat and really, really good meat. Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat of your choosing. And they have either 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobster tail, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon, sugar-free bacon. There's no better feeling than knowing that you guys can skip the grocery store because there's a variety of butcher box meat already waiting for you in the freezer. Winston Marshall and I were talking about this the other day. This is my, like, I am telling you guys to try this. Because And I'll be honest, I'm going to give you the selfish reason first. Because if you guys get this, I know you're going to love it, but it means that they're going to stick around for a while and I'm going to eat this stuff for the rest of my life. We had some of this meat for my daughter's birthday. Yeah. I made her these burgers, and my entire family was like, what is this meat? And I was like, really? yeah, It's it's dude, it's so good. Wow. So good. And for a limited time, Butcher Box is giving new members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Imagine never having to shop for ground beef ever again It's a no brainer because once you sign up, you choose your box and the delivery frequency. They offer five boxes, four curated box options, as well as the popular custom box. So you will get exactly what you and your family love. ButcherBox ships your order from a peak from excuse me, frozen at freak freak at peak freshness. It is it's a freaky deal, I'll tell you that. And packed into a hundred percent recyclable box and shipping is always free. You enjoy great tasting, high quality meat delivered right to your door. Um, so when they sent me the, they sent me the beef and we also for my meatballs, we're doing it. It's like, and it's so much like my wife is always like, I don't know. Anytime we get sent something, she's like, I'd rather get it at the supermarket. But then we tasted it. She's like, get more, <laughs> get, get more. It's so good. I loved it. Absolutely. think it's one of the greatest things that I've I've ever since do, podcasting and learning about ButcherBox. They are one of my favorite companies I've ever worked with already, and we just started. It's This is your chance. Try it now to never have to shop for ground beef again. ButcherBox is going to give new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash trivia and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log in to butcherbox.com slash trivia and get the deal
0: now. I'm texting myself. Hold on. Yeah, listen. I'm texting myself that right now.
1: Butcherbox.com/slash/trivia, dude. It is. I promise you, you will you will call me after you get this thing, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna, and you'll text me, and you'll say, "Holy shit!" When you open it, I got I got bread, a box, and so he opens it. I was like, "There's a lot, dude." It's like they sent me like the beef and the pork, and he's like, "Oh, okay," and he's like, "You weren't kidding." It's like Christmas. Like I have meat falling out of my freezer right now, (laughs) and we use it. It's it is so good. For everybody out there, try it. And then come back and tell me, like, just get one box. Get one box. And just to see, like, all right, you know, he's just got a sponsor. Get it. And then tell me how much you love it. You can say thank you during the comments. It's fine. But use that code. Use the code. Um, maybe let's get into this He-Man story. Yeah. Because, so this is the way I tell it. Yeah. And you tell me if you if you remember it differently or same page. So, in turnaround for people that, that don't know what turnaround means, it's basically when a when a studio has a has the the property and, and it's it now it's it's available for other people to pick up. They send the script around. They go. John Woo was doing was it doing it at Fox, right? Is and so we we had this thing called weekend read where we'd get a whole bunch of scripts. We'd read it during the weekend, and then if there was anything that we liked, we would talk about it and see if we'd pick it up. So, He Man comes in, and I was a massive fan of it, and I'm I'm reading the script. I'm like, this is. Terrible, mm-hmm. and I said, and I remember who wrote it. You remember? I I want to tell you, John Wu wrote it. Oh wow! I don't know if that's true, but but I know it was definitely he was it was bad, and it was like it was like Tila and and He Man getting cheeseburgers and shit. It was it was, <laughs> it was bad. And I said, I remember going not to from you, Box. not from Butcher Box. I remember going to you. I remember going to Susan and and uh, Susan Downey and uh, and and David Gambino and Eric Olson and saying, look, this property is good. This script is not right. And, and they're I remember that. Yeah, and they're like. Everyone's said, "Well, can we read the script?" I'm like, "You're not going to want it if you read the script." Right. And like, "Nah, we can't do this." And you said, "No one cares about a purple tiger." And this time I, said, I and I said, "I was like, dude, I was like, I'm telling you, this is science it meets magic. It's Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings." And that you, was the thing that got me. Not at that point. Oh. At that time, at, you came around, but, but at, I do, I,
0: I do remember thinking, "Ooh, nobody's done science."
1: And yeah. At that, at that time, you said, "I don't see it right now," I and know. I was like, "Okay." So basically, then what I did. Is I went to no. You were the only one at that company that I thought I had a shot with because you you were the big blockbuster science fiction guy, and where Gambino Olsen was more in the horror thing. Gambino was was more the crime, like uh, and and Susan. You never knew. So then I went to Village Roadshow. My mm-hmm. buddy Fred Klein was over there, and I said, if I could get a financer involved, if they if the financing team was like, okay, we see this, we then maybe that's what I could do. So I went with Adam Winkleman at mm-hmm. the time, and we have to tell that Tom Hardy Winkleman story later. Oh, my God. We have to, oh but we'll tell it later. <laughs> um, so then I go, all right. I went to Village Road. Dana Goldberg was running the company at the time. So my buddy Fred was like, I see it, but I don't think Dana will. You should probably go somewhere else. Like, yeah. All right. So then I was like, well, Legendary's right down the road. Right. right not down the road. It was like five buildings away.
0: Are you gonna tell the Neil part of the story? So
1: this guy's name, we're gonna call him Neil Fuckface. <laughs> so Neil Fuckface was a guy that I knew, met at parties, and yeah. and he and so we sat down, me, him, and Mark Riley, who was writing this thing with me. Right, it was Riley, and I think maybe Adam was there for a few of it, but we sat there. We, it may have been Adam. I don't remember. Either way, we sat there with him, going over, and he was like, "This is great. We can get this. We can get this going." So we were meeting him with for weeks. Yeah. One day out of the blue. He goes, oh, we can't do this because of Conan the Barbarian. I'm like, you didn't just pick up Conan the Barbarian, but okay. Like, all right. So then you call me in your office and you're like, I think I get He-Man. I think I get it. Right. And then we talked about science and magic and we talked about the, I get it. And Jennison and Strickland had just gotten blown, blown up because of, the, uh, because of the Wonder Woman script. Right. So we went to them and started right. talking and started developing that script with them. And I'll never forget this. We're sitting in your office, and you get a fucking phone call. And it was Justin Marks' agent. Right. And he's like, are you guys working on that Masters of the Universe thing? Because him and Neil Fuckface have a thing they've been working on together for right. a little while. Right. And I always say, Justin Marks, completely innocent in all of this. No, yeah, totally. He's just a guy writing who got brought in. A, I love Justin Marks. I think he's yep. a great dude. Yep. Um gets brought this thing by a dude and he's a great idea and Dustin's a great fucking writer does what he has to do but basically they say we want to develop this with you and you remember what happened right there
0: no, didn't you throw something
1: I didn't I was I said I'm I got up and I started to go and you stood in front of the door uh. you said where are you going I said I'm going to legendary and he's like you you can't do that <laughs> and I was like "I'm, I'm going to legendary right now and I do not care if I lose my job and you're like dude sit down we'll figure it out <laughs> and, and like and then adam had to come in and like this whole thing and then you made but you made him come in once the deal was made with mattel yeah. you made him come in and apologize to me yeah and he and like he was like oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry and i was like do you remember i took myself out of the project
0: the, before that
1: Well, right around that time, because Susan was going to give me C.E. on it, and I took myself off of it. I said, I don't want to be involved in this, not if he's involved in it, and it fell apart anyway, but yeah. Yeah, what happened? By by the way, that's a great fucking story. Tell me that, because I don't really know that part of it, so- I left the project. That's a good story. You guys are going to love it. Yeah, so this is what I want to hear. So, Masters of the Universe. So, that's the story I've always told you guys, right? So, that's all I know because I left it. I didn't want to have anything to do with it afterwards because I I felt it was tainted that Neil Fuckface was still a part of it.
0: I love that I stood in front of you in the door. Um, So, tell me me what happened afterwards. So, Justin actually wrote a really good script. He did. And then we went, and I remember we went to Mattel a lot and were working with them. And then um, Matt Riley was our executive at Warner Brothers. And I, well, there's a couple things. One, back to the IP conversation, I remember him going, what else do they have? What else do they have? And I was like, oh, they have Hot Wheels and Barbie. Right. He's like, we should get Hot Wheels. And this is when we were making Speed Racer. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, Riley, why do you want another car movie? We're making Speed Racer. Right. And, uh, and and he's like, no, no, we got to get it. So we ended up getting Hot Wheels too, which, I don't know, it was the, that's a different fun story. Yeah. But we're developing He-Man, write a great script. We gave it to Robinoff, who, like, just... Didn't read it. did It was like sitting on his pile. Like didn't. Masters read wh- or, or Hot Wheels. Yeah, Masters. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And so what I did was we had been developing all this art with Mattel. Yes. Mattel had, had this art and it was it a room. A big board. It was a room bigger than this. Yeah. Right. Two of these. Yeah. And they shipped over the panels. It was so much stuff that it cost like thousands of dollars just to have it brought over. Yeah. That's how much stuff there was, and they were all on these panels, and we lined them up in our conference room over at Silver, all the way around. The, and it was like weapons, characters, yeah. the world, magic, you know, all this, all around. And it was tons of stuff. Yeah. The day Jeff Robinoff was supposed to come over to look at the art to get a sense of, like, oh, science and magic, like yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, that day, Nikki Fink busted him because in some meeting, he said he didn't want to do female driven action movies. Okay. Right? And so it was like this oh, he's a sexist yep, and yep. blah, blah, blah. So he comes in, he opens the door. He, does, he just literally stands in the door. He goes like this. He just looks and he goes, can we call it She Man and turned around and walked away? And Joel looks at me and goes, Well, that project's dead. <laughs> wow.
1: That was it. That was the end of it.
0: That was it. Just because he was pissed off and in a mood one day about whatever the and, hell. That
1: and he was. wanted nothing to do with it. And yeah. well, in And, and this also looked, and the other problem was that Joel didn't know what the fuck it was either. Joel, yeah, but.
0: I, I Look, I hear you, and I think Joel always says he believed in the Matrix, believed in the Matrix. I, I don't know that he knew what that was
1: no. back then either. No, and he also, you know? and honestly, I, mean, I think he also blew the Wonder Woman thing, too, because yep. Wonder Woman, what well, he...
0: Jenison Strickland did a World War II version. 100%.
1: <laughs> do you remember? And do you remember what Joel said? It won't work in yep. World War II. Yep. Jenison Strickland's script was fantastic. Yep. It was great. It was, I think it's better than the one that came out, at right. uh, the script. Now, I think Pat Jenkins did an amazing job, and I, I just, the ending to me, okay, but the, the movie I really liked a lot, but their script was something special, Yeah. Um, but Joel murdered it because he wanted it to be modern day, and then Captain America did it first, once right. it came out, right. um, but there was a lot of stuff that he didn't get, and I don't think anybody really understood Masters of the Universe, and still don't. That's right. why the live action has not worked. Did you watch any Kevin Smiths? Kevin Smiths. Netflix? Na- Netflix, no. So you see a lot. Of, it got a lot of controversy. I don't know if you saw. Oh. Yeah, it was tons of controversy because, and I talked. Griffin Newman, who plays Orko, was was in here a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about it. And I I stand by what I said with it is that I think people were going nuts because they think it, a lot of people felt that it was too woke and that Tila right. Tila is the one who like they wind up again spoilers for people who haven't seen Masters of the Universe. He Man dies, Orko dies. Wow, but they're coming back. Yeah. It's like you're not going to kill He Man, but the problem is. Netflix did something stupid. They they released the first six episodes with no uh, announcement of when the next six were coming out. Well, you know they're making the movie. You know, they talked about making the movie. They, they, I
0: they, I heard who they cast last week. Can you say? I mean, I don't know why I can't why say. Why can't you say? You have nothing to do with it. I know. Who? I mean, I hope it's okay that I say this. I heard. You heard? I heard. There's a new kid who's in West Side Story and something else. Some good-looking guy. That's a, a, Ooh, I didn't what's even his name.
1: I, There's I, tons I, of fucking people in West Side Story. Hold on. Not Anzilak. Not Anzilak. No no, no,
0: no, no, no. Some guy I've never heard of. Okay. Brand new. I'll tell you in one second. Um, hold on. Uh, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Talk about something else
1: while I look. Uh, this yeah. Up. So I'm I'm curious because they they were they were talking about. I mean, because the movie itself was was pushed back from that noah kid that they were going to put in i never thought he was cast no, very right. well but let's see let me yeah, show me show me this kid and tell me what the kid's name if is I,
0: i'm trying to find because i remember looking you look up? at west
1: side story imdb
0: yeah look no, Pull. you want me to do it
1: yeah i can do it west side story that's great uh west side story
0: if i see the uh 2021 cast here here we go
1: Yep. Let's Um, see, and I'll tell you right now. It's not Ansel Elgort. No, no. Uh, I'll tell you right now. So here's Kyle Allen. Kyle Kyle Allen is the kid's name. Yeah, Kyle Allen. All right, that's who I
0: heard. I heard that from. I I can't say
1: the the quarterback.
0: No, 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 no. Look up Kyle Allen. West Side Story. Yeah, I had to look. I had to look this kid up. I had no idea who he was. Who is this kid? I don't
1: know. So let's say there he is, Kyle Allen. I mean, I don't know. I don't I I've never seen a act, so I can't really say whether he, he's any good or not.
0: I'm gonna get killed for saying this.
1: Well, how do you know? How do, how do how do people know you know what I mean? They, yeah. Kyle Allen as uh maybe that's, sh- that's what I heard. Maybe I should release this episode tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> before they announce Kyle Allen as, as He Man. I could have broke it. Well we'll see. We'll see if Kyle Allen whether or not we, we figure it out or not. But um either way, Going back to the, the the Masters of the Universe for Revelations, you know Tiffany Smith is is a voice in it too.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So but they were, Oh, right. I know I did see it. So there was,
1: of a of, there was a lot of there uh, was a lot of controversy that because Teal is essentially the lead of this series, mm-hmm. right? I have no problem with that. My problem with it was I don't think it should have been the first episode. I think it should I think if you're gonna reintroduce Masters of the Universe, like if we were sitting around at Silver and we're like, okay, well, here's our story, here's our arc. I would have said, and I said the same thing. I think that's a fun arc. I don't think you in a series with it right. because you're waiting for, because here's all these people that are expecting this big kind of return for He-Man and you're going to just kind of throw them to the side in the beginning. You're going to piss off a lot of people. Right. I said, I love the angle. I think the angle works. I think that, I think the people who are just bitching and complaining about it, um, you know, in general, they're just bitching and complaining about it. But I do understand the bitching and complaining about if you think that that's the whole series and that's how you start with it. I think that that could have been if they would have done like eighteen episodes, that could have been the middle. Right, and then you start with here's the reintroduction to attorney because I think it relies you're relying too much on people knowing everything that happened in the '80s because it's a sequel to the '80s, but it's shot. Remember, my favorite one was the 2002 one. That's Mm -hmm. the one I always talk to you about. Um, It's shot like that. It feels like that. It's got that. It's got it. It takes itself seriously, Right. right? And there's some fucking cool moments in it the music's great bear mccreary from Battlestar, and and i thought i think directing wise i think kevin did a great job i think people are giving him a hard time on it but i think overall and now what's going to happen though is now that after because they're going to have this back six that comes out i think it's either end of this year or the beginning and it's going to he-man's going to come back and all this shit's going to happen and then everyone's going to go oh they listened to everybody and too late now kevin smith that's exactly what's going to happen but the point that i out of all of this though to me what I realize is that this shit works. Same thing I said to you. Masters of the Universe works as an IP. Yeah. And if it does, if this fucking kid can pull it off, if he gets, if he, <laughs> if he even winds up, if he even winds up getting it, do I you mean, It's this has been like, you remember know, what? know, They have trying to do the crow. Yeah. It's it's like the yeah. crow. Yeah. The people, you need the right person to figure it out. Yeah. And I just don't know if everyone's ever going to figure it out.
0: I I yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're talking about He Man, but I'm of the mindset that. I mean, do you remember we used to joke that they're going to make Stairmaster the movie? Like at some point, right. any yeah, good anything. IP with a good story. Dude, they make Angry it.
1: Birds for God's sakes. They make everything. But um, all right. So I mentioned earlier Adam Winkleman, oh, who my was God. my roommate uh, for a long time, best man at my wedding, and uh, one of my really good friends. He's the one I told you guys about when the the wear a jacket story a couple of weeks back. Did, uh, that you've heard that story. Yep, it's my favorite, one of my favorite stories of all time. Um, so you were on a it's one of the reasons that I, you and I started talking about you coming on this show. Is I saw you on your buddy's podcast, and I was like, "Oh, Naveed's gonna come in and tell some stories." <laughs> but you worked, so you worked with Idris Elba, like because we had, we Silver had put him on the Reaping. Yeah. Which, if you look today, there's no fucking chance he's in that role. He's in David Morris Morris's role. So, uh, yeah, no, of course, uh, of course. But and and you know, people should have seen that at that point. But and, and I just thought about something. Do you remember? This was before Modern Family that Sophia Vergara came into. And sang, the, sang me happy birthday. She sang you happy birthday. And yeah. then we went into, because we went in, because that was, was it your birthday when we were in the conference room. Yeah. And, th-
0: and then Joel walked in and went, is that Navid's wife?
1: Right, <laughs> right. And he had no idea who <laughs> Sofia Vergara was yeah. before she blew up. Yeah. And and we had, she was a sweetheart. Yeah, she, she, was, she was, was really nice. Um, But anyway, I just remember that story. But so Idris Alba was working on um, The Reaping and then, because of that had a connection then with silver yeah and is that how he got cast in Rock and Roll? I
0: it might have I think guy w- wanted him. I think guy guy Ritchie, knew, yeah. guy, guy knew him and, and I mean guy cast that whole movie. Okay. Um, that 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 I mean real quick that script came to me Rock and Roll came to me because guy and I were developing the yeah, Dirty for people remake. who didn't
1: know Naveed produced Rock and Roll so. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but we were developing the Dirty Dozen a remake of the Dirty Dozen with guy. Right.
1: I remember that. Right.
0: And um that's actually a very funny story too.
1: Uh <laughs> You gotta come back.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a really funny yeah. story. It has to do with Robert Downey and Guy and all this. So
1: uh, I might have to have you t- close with that one today. Okay, I'll th- right. remind me later. Yeah. So
0: but then we're um, so a uh, guy comes to me and he goes, so I have the script. I really want to go do it um, while we're waiting for this rewrite that Zach Penn was doing on yeah, uh, Dirty dozen. And uh, he goes, Jason Statham's attached. Do you think you guys would make it? And because we had the fun, the, the Dark Castle fun. Yeah, yeah. He goes, Do you think you guys would make it? And um, I'll never, this was so, this is like one movie making's fun. I get the script, we read it that night. Literally the next day, we go in and we p- tell Joel, we're like, This is what it is. Yeah. It'd be goes, an Amazon oh, movie today. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it would. And Joel goes, Great, go make it. Like yeah. literally greenlit it, didn't even read it, greenlit it based off of us telling him what it was about and Guy Ritchie directing it. And he was like, Cool, he's back to his old route, whatever. Right so um so then we start casting um we cast uh statham couldn't do it timing wise so we got jerry who had just done 300 and then um jerry's great and then um we cast around him and he, i mean guy this is how good he is at finding talent he put tom hardy in it he found toby Kebble. Yeah. i mean put idris in when idris was you know he put, put him in the, one of the leads so. yeah you know, like that. If you look at that cast, it's a great
1: cast, and that you know cast. it's a great soundtrack. I still listen yeah. to the soundtrack. I produced the soundtrack. I, did you really? It's yeah. a great soundtrack, dude. You know, you know who I. What's her name? Wanda, help me. Wanda, oh shit. One of those songs. Oh man, I listen to her all the times.
0: Oh, in rock and roll. Yeah, I
1: don't remember. Uh, oh, I can't remember. But I I I she's got such a great so voice. But the soundtrack is amazing. Um, and so then we're on set. Great cast, yeah. So tell me, so so this is so Tom Hardy is is, is pretty set. is is unknown and, uh, t- completely unknown completely unknown he didn't really i remember when i reviewed in Ince- I mean, i'm a big tom hardy fan right mm-hmm. so when i re- inception's one of my favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. so i saw it in the theater and i in the review if you go back to watch the review on schmoes i call him the english guy right or whatever he was like i didn't even know his name and this was before that by so, the way you want to hear something funny yeah. a couple years later i'm
0: because i worked on black hawk down yes and I looked up. Did you really? Were you producing on that? No, I was a studio exec, a young studio exec. Did you know Ian uh, Ian Virgo? I don't remember. Okay, don't remember. God. So so then um, I, I look and Tom was in it. Like I, yeah. I got him a start gift. Yeah, he was in it. I bought start gifts and I remember, and I, I yeah. had dog tags for him.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, he was one of them. Sorry. So, yeah. you're, so, anyway, so, so we're Tom s- Hardy's on it. You're on set. So tell, tell me a story. So we're on oh, set. This is my favorite story.
0: And, uh, if we, go, so, uh, I wanted to like have a dinner party or something yeah. with to get the cast, whoever wanted to come to come. So I called Winkleman and I said, Adam, can you call a couple of places around London and make reservations so that, you know, we can get a bunch yeah. of people who want to go. So he called, I was a gotcha club. It was one of those private clubs. This was before Soho House was yeah, here yeah. and all that. Right. So he calls one of these private clubs and he goes, um, we're. Producing rock and roll, and can we reserve a room or something? And they're like, Yeah, actually, Tom Hardy's a member here. We'll just put it under his name. I didn't even know that part. Right, right, right. So they made reservations. And at about, I guess, at some point around midnight in London time or whatever, somebody calls Tom Hardy because we didn't go to that one right. place, right? Somebody calls Tom Hardy and they're like, Are you going to come to your reservation? He's like, What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah. Some guy named Adam calls <laughs> and made a reservation. So the next day, I'm standing with Joel. <laughs> and Aaron, who is Joel's assistant. And Aaron's standing there, and Joel, and me, and Tom Hardy comes storming across the field, and he walks up and goes, Who the
1: fuck is Adam? (laughs) (laughs) And you called, didn't you call Winkleman at like three in the morning or something? Uh, Uh, I know what was going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that might have been. But but it was funny because Aaron was standing there like. Aaron, who who was Joel's uh, assistant. uh, assistant, He's like, well, I'm. Aaron, we didn't know what the hell he was talking right. about. And he turns to me, he's like, we made a fucking reservation. And by this point, I think I started to put two and two together. And I was like, oh, oh, wait. And I think, like, I stopped and was like, dude, I made a res." I think, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think, that, like, I finally got him to calm down a little. Oh, and we so actually, good. for a while, were friends after that. But it, his face,
1: who the <laughs> fuck is Adam? <laughs> I could see it.
0: It's, oh, it's so good. It's so Joel, good. Joel, to this day, every time I see Joel, he goes, he
1: was going to kill you. He yeah. was going to kill you.
0: <laughs>
1: so good. What's Joel doing now?
0: Uh, he's still producing. He's he just sold something to Sony that he? a friend of mine is producing But he doesn't him. have his company anymore, right? No, no. He's getting divorced, yeah. Is he? Okay.
1: Because yeah. because like, well, cause Ethan runs his company now, which is Well, crazy. yeah.
0: Silver is now nothing to do with Joel. Right. It's a company with all is the old movies. Is it still called movies. Silver? Yeah. Yeah. And it has all the old movies, and they're taking you know some of the movies that they made in yeah. finance, and there's one that they're doing as a TV show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but... Um, unknown um yeah they're doing oh you yeah, know i think thing. i yeah.
1: think i think ethan talked about that i well, feel, pr- pr- like, ethan I feel probably like he did, did. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah um and uh yeah i mean ethan's killing it i think
1: yeah yeah well ethan's great so people obviously if you if you follow the schmodown you know ethan two-time movie trivia schmodown champion um is a is runs silver pictures yeah and which well, is and
0: he was our ce when
1: we were there yeah yeah. yeah he was i mean he was there for a very long time and he just you know he waited remember a lot of people said like shit man get the fuck out of there and he waited and look at him now and he yeah. runs the fucking company so um all right t- before we get ahead, tell me the story you were going to say with, with Downey. oh so um
0: <laughs> so so uh guy was developing remake of dirty dozen and he had this cast list in mind of who would play what guys yeah. and um and uh and Joel had this bug up his ass that Sean Penn should be one of the guys okay. right and he kept saying like Sean Penn would be great as this guy Sean Penn Sean Penn Sean Penn and so uh Guy and Downey and Susan were at some party and Robert went up to him and was like oh you know because Robert is obviously on the list of guys you want right. to talk to him about and it was before uh, Iron Man it was, it was before Iron Man but he was uh, he was on this list and uh and and they were talking to Guy and Guy's like yeah it's just kind of uncomfortable though because every time we talk about the Dirty Dozen, Joel keeps saying he wants to puts my he wants to put my wife's ex husband in it. Nobody yeah. remembered that Sean Penn used to be married to Madonna, and right. at, the, at the time, Guy was married to her, which is right. And and so, <laughs> so nobody remembered. And Downey was like, "Oh shit!" And everybody had to go back to Joel and be like, "Stop talking about Sean Penn." Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's so funny. that's really fucking funny. Nobody remembered. My favorite story though ever was, and I, I, I don't know, I. I won't say. I don't know if he's ever told it on the air. So that I, I had heard, like the you know the um, the Danny Elfman Bird story. You've heard this story, right? No. There was that Joel was um, Joel wanted to. He had Danny Elfman in the in his in his office, and he was talking to him about that. I think it was a score for the invasion. Okay. And he's telling him, he's like, you know, I want it to be like a, you know, like a like a like a Hitchcock movie. I want it to be you know, just like the birds. And Elfman's like, um, that's. It's no soundtrack in that movie, no score in that movie. He's like, no, yeah, there is. You're, you're, you're nuts, Aaron. Look it up. Look it up. There's, 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 it's, it's got. It's got to be right. There's, there's a soundtrack. And, uh Joe, I looked up. There's no soundtrack. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 I think Elfman quit like the next day. Um, oh, no, but funny. either way, so there's a lot. Of, lot. Of, look, we, we only scratched the surface, man. It's oh, a, I, an have an so many good I know. I know. So you got to come back. All You right. can coming back for sure. So, what are you working on right now? Is anything? Is, can we talk well, about? Funny it?
0: enough. Yeah. Speaking of. Silver, um I, Eric Olson, yeah, and I uh, right before
1: COVID. So Eric for those people. So Eric Olson was my old boss who who wound up becoming a good buddy of ours and and yeah. a producer on a lot of different movies. Um, uh, House of Wax was an Orphan, a lot of movies he that he did. That the Motley Crew movie, he dirt. did the Motley Crew, the Dirt. Yeah. um so Yeah, so he's he's book he's of doing a, a lot of Eli. Um, Yes, yes.
0: So Olson calls me up. Right before COVID, this was like January of last year, and he goes, hey, let's go do this thing with our friend at Universal, right, one of their titles. So we were like, all right, and we set that up and started developing that. And then COVID happens, and during that time, we've sold 10 things. So that No, more, maybe more now. But that one thing started just going, hey, how about let's do this one? Let's do this one. And and now we're casting, between us, we're casting seven movies. We've sold 10 or 11 of them um including that big title that i can't talk yeah. about um and then uh yeah i mean hopefully uh, next year we'll be making at least two or three of them
1: can you talk about the one i don't know if it was, it's if it's the the person that we worked with together that was in trying to i don't I, if you're not talking about it, it's a person who might direct not sure if, if she's gonna direct or not wait which one I don't want to give it away because you're not allowed to talk about it. Wait, which one? My my friend, uh, a friend of mine that you met through me. My direct. Yeah, um, you're, you're Aren't you working with anybody that I know? Because if it's, it, 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 can you just say? I don't. If, if I, I guess if I don't want to get you in trouble, can I, I'll say it. Go ahead, Eliza. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. Yes, I forgot it. I'm. I'm. At, yes, I knew I met Eliza through you. Yes. Um, I think I can talk about that. Yeah, uh, yeah we're, there's Liza Eliza uh, Schlesinger and yeah, yourself. Yeah, there's, there's a comedy yeah. that um, I developed with Ahmet Zappa yeah. and a couple of great writers, and um, it's a uh, based on a, loosely based on a true story about those nuns that stole money from the church and went to Vegas. Okay, and, and she'd be one of the nuns. She she wants to direct it. Okay, um, and right now she's directing, starring. Um, pro- but but so here's the thing. I happened to be with my buddy who runs Kevin Hart's company one night at dinner, and I was yeah. like, "You should read the script." He read it; they loved it, and they go, "Can we send it to Netflix and produce it with you?" So Netflix wants. Well, to, there you go. When well, Netflix wants to do it, um, I don't know if Netflix is going to let her direct and star. She's right. probably going to have to pick. Pick, and one. To pick What buddy. do you think she'll
1: choose? I. I don't I know. think she's. going
0: to go pitch her take as soon as we. we did, the deals haven't even started. Yeah. I probably shouldn't talk about it because the deals haven't even started yet. But um, she will go pitch her. Directorial take That's to awesome. them. Good yeah. for her. And yeah, then she's, Katie, she's I talked awesome.
1: to Katie Sackhoff last week. She said she ran into you recently, not too long ago. I guess it was a couple of years ago. Oh, it was yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. She she made it seem like it was a recent. Wow. I don't know to her i mean look it's um, two years co- went by co- like this well covid two, doesn't count it went like that it doesn't count um it was great to see you dude you we, too. Gotta, we gotta do it again it took you what 20 minutes to get over here half an hour Half hour? Yeah. that's not that bad no. um i dude i love doing this i come talk about let's do it this will be fun to do and and as we there's a lot more stories and then you know it's not like you, you're working somewhere that someone's gonna get you can't get fired for telling me who he man is
0: mm, no i'm I, I, I might netflix might call me up and want to cut my head off <laughs> <laughs> while well, they doing the movie isn't Netflix doing the movie? I'm pretty sure know. it was Netflix. And Netflix
1: is doing a movie now too, so I don't think any of that was Oh boy. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. We'll see if it, sometimes sometimes people don't even pick it up, so whether or not it, it might not even get picked up. And yeah. I won't I won't lead that. And, I, and I, I heard it
0: so like third hand through the, to the grapevine. Yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I just looked it up because that guy was like, who the fuck is this Who's guy? Who's that guy? Yeah. No one knows he is. All right, listen, guys. So make sure you check out. Are you, is there any way they can, is you promoting anything as far as right now where they should go to check things out or, or right now just check out, wait for your movies to come just out? wait for my Wait for your movies to come out. All right, well, thank you guys so much. Uh, once again, a reminder that tomorrow, Mark Ellis, I'll be probably popping into the New York Comedy Club in Manhattan, so make sure you check that out. Go over there, but I'm definitely going to be there on October 8th. And then October 9th, we're doing the Schmodown. It is our last New York event that we're going to be doing for Schmodown in quite a while. There's going to be no New York shows in 2022. So get your tickets if you're going to be around. If you've ever thought about coming to a Schmodown, you should do it now. But uh, again, thank you to Naveen McElargy. Thank you to you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are found. And don't you forget about that butcher box. Yeah, Link, The link's in the description. You're going to love it, get it, and thank me afterwards. All right, guys. Friday, by the way, is uh, the Spider-Man 2 rewatch with myself, Coy, and Winston. Check that shit out. All right, peace. Oh, oh.